Good morning. Welcome to podcast 11 of our Monday morning meditation sessions. Since our last podcast, much has happened in our country. We have witnessed the tragic manifestations of hatred and ignorance. As a nation and as individuals, we have in a profound way all been summoned to wake up. How will we answer our wake-up call? What can we do to be a force for good? One thing we can do is to practice loving-kindness meditation, and we will do that today, as we have done before. Only today, we will expand our practice. Our emphasis for meta practice today will be on the people we feel most disconnected from, what is traditionally referred to as our enemies. Let's begin by taking our seat and centering our body on our chair or cushion. We'll start with a body scan. As you know, a body scan can be an extremely powerful and healing form of meditation. Ready to begin? Gently close your eyes and bring an affectionate, open-hearted, interested attention to each part of your body as I guide you. First, notice any sensations in your body, any aching muscles or joints. Now bring your attention to the crown of your head the back of your head. Notice any sensations you may have, or perhaps you may notice a lack of sensations. Now gradually begin to move your attention down your body, feeling your scalp and your face, your forehead, eyes, the muscles around the eyes. Bring your awareness to your cheeks, your nose. Now gradually begin to move your attention down your body, feeling your scalp and your face, your forehead, eyes, the muscles around your eyes. Bring your awareness to your cheeks, nose, lips, mouth. Lightly focus on the inside of your mouth, your gums, tongue, teeth, and the inside of your throat. Slowly move down your neck, your shoulders, your upper back, mid-back, your lower back. The back carries a lot of our load and also stores a lot of our tension. So give your back some kind attention. Move your awareness to your arms, 
away to your fingers. Now bring your attention to the chest and stomach. If it is possible for you, try to bring awareness to your internal organs, your heart, lungs. Proceed down, all the way down to your hips, legs, to your feet and toes. See if you can release any tension as you meditate on each part of the body. Once you've reached your toes, reverse the procedure. Scan your calves, thighs, hips, lower back, abdomen, torso, both front and back, throat, until you are once again focusing on the crown of your head. Now meditate on the sensations throughout your entire body all at once. Feel gratitude for your body, the mere fact that you have one, and also that it functions as well as it does. Appreciate how your breath is moving in and through each region of your body. Settle in its rhythms, like rocking on a gentle sea. And now that we are centered, let's begin our meta practice starting with ourselves. Hold yourself in the cradle of loving kindness and repeat these phrases. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I be safe. May I be at ease. Keep repeating. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I be safe. May I be at ease.
Now think of a benefactor, someone who has been helpful to you in your life. Slowly repeat the loving kindness phrases for this person, just as if you were speaking directly to him or her. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy. May you be at ease. Now expand the field of loving kindness outward to include a loved one or dear friend. Slowly repeat the loving kindness phrases for this person. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy. May you be at ease. Now let's do meta practice for a neutral person. Maybe choose someone you run into now and again. There are actually all kinds of people in this category. People who you sort of know, and you really do not know them, but you see them from time to time. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy. May you be at ease.
Now comes the challenging part. To practice for people with whom you have some difficulty or conflict. Before we begin the practice for this person, I'd like to say a few words about this category since we are doing this part of the meta practice together for the first time. The traditional language says we do this practice focusing on our enemy, and occasionally in life we may face a literal enemy. But more often than not, what happens is that we have some difficulty with a person. And then, especially if it's not resolved or if time passes without our having other more benign experiences with this person, we solidify the concept in our minds and perhaps even our speech and behavior that this person is an enemy or extremely difficult. Then, before we even realize what is happening, we actually have turned against the person. I really don't like so-and-so. Or, let's avoid dealing with him. He's so hard to work with. Now, he may be hard to work with, and it's important to feel what you actually feel, even if what you feel is rage. Related to the destructive emotion of rage, Zenru Earthland Manuel said the following in a recent article for the magazine Lion's Roar. If we can't be honest about the human condition, then we can't hear the cries of the earth or experience liberation. It's true that rage, like fire to which it is often compared, can be harmful, burning away everything in its path. But rage can also be life-giving, illuminating that which must be exposed before humanity can shift into a greater experience of interrelationship and love. So we can feel rage or hatred or any other destructive emotion without lashing out. Instead, it is possible to learn to use these destructive emotions to fuel a connection with our inherent awareness. The more you connect with inherent awareness, the happier you will be. Because that connection allows you to relax with things as they are. Imagine what it would be like if the leaders of our country and the world were able to lead from inherent awareness instead of from fixed mind. When we practice using our enemy as an object of loving kindness, we start to notice our own preferences. By that I mean a difficult person is difficult for us. It is not that they are necessarily a bad person. It is that we have difficulty handling the, the emotions that arise in relationship to that person. Of course, there may be intelligence in the feeling of unease or dislike. Sometimes the people we have difficulty with are truly bad actors, behaving abominably toward others. But, but, if we open our hearts and minds, we realize that such abominable behavior arises from a mind that is full of dreadful emotions, rage and hatred, and usually underlying all that, real 
fear. And so we can wish for even the bad actors to find the peace of loving kindness. Point here is to stay present and feel what's there. The point is not to try and make yourself feel better. What I am suggesting here is not that we run away from the difficult emotions that we feel. Instead, we have a willingness to turn towards them, be with them, be with these emotions. In this way, we allow life to be our teacher. Life can only teach us as much as we let it. Are you willing to encounter difficult, uncomfortable emotions? Are you willing to learn from them? Are you willing to recognize your own suffering and that of others and embrace it, understand it, not paper it over with your busy thoughts? Might I suggest with this category that you start small? By that I mean start with someone you mild, mildly dislike versus someone that enrages you. You can build up to the person that enrages you. Truthfully, I'm not there yet. What I am suggesting that you do here is not easy. If it were easy, we would not need to practice it. When I start contemplating someone I don't think deserves to be on the planet, it is hard to see their image and think, may you be happy. I do try though. Sometimes I try imagining the person as a newborn with the basic goodness all newborns have. Or I try to imagine the person on his or her deathbed, frail and harmless. These thoughts make it easier for me to hold this person in the cradle of loving kindness. So let's try it. Think of who you want to make the object of your difficult person meta practice right now. Are you ready to resume practice? Hold this person and repeat the phrases. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy. May you be at ease.
Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh said, no mud, no lotus. The beautiful lotus flowers from the mud. Without the mud, the beautiful lotus could not flower, could not be. You could actually think of our inherent awareness as a beautiful lotus flower. And to connect with it, we have to apply ourselves to practice and contemplate and basically wake ourselves up from being on automatic pilot. We have to work with our mind to be able to be fully in the present moment. Inherent awareness is ready to rise to the surface and break through the mind, break through the mud, bringing the perspective of loving kindness to bloom in our lives. All this to say, mud, destructive emotions, these are not obstacles for us. These are the medium in which inherent awareness can blossom. The energy trapped in destructive emotions has great power if we stay with it directly instead of spinning it, it off into storylines about who is right and who is wrong or projecting blame and complaint. By training our minds and hearts in this way, we can give birth to the beautiful qualities of our minds and hearts. Rage, fear, and even hopelessness can be catalysts for incredible strength. Though, as I said, it is probably easier when doing meta practice in this category if you start with someone you only mildly dislike. It's like learning to swim. You start in the shallow edge of the pool, not in the ocean during a hurricane. Here's another thing I do when doing meta practice on a difficult person. I reflect on my own death. I ask myself, if today is my last day, do I really want to be carrying this anger when my magical breath stops? Now let's end our meta practice this morning by practicing for all sentient beings. Those flying in the sky, swimming in the sea, crawling in the earth, to others near and far. Basically, let's end our practice for all sentient beings on this planet. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy. May you be at ease.
Please continue to do meta practices as often as you can. And one last thing I'd like to leave you with. Remember, we've talked in the past about the value of setting an intention for your practice. I'd like to push you a bit further about setting an intention. I suggest that in light of recent events that are still ongoing, that we consider setting an intention to go beyond practicing loving kindness only on the cushion and contemplate actively seeking ways to address the immediacy of the suffering caused by racism and oppression, as well as its many underlying causes. What intention or intentions will you set to ensure the happiness, health, and safety of all human beings? Remember, these practices will have an effect if you do them consistently. When you get distracted, just let go and begin again. The power of practice builds over time. In meta practice, for example, when you practice for someone you dislike or have a conflict with, the practice will eventually transform your feelings for the person. Here's the point. To take positive action, we need to work with our destructive emotions. If we do not, our destructive emotions will limit what we can do. For example, any actions we take toward racial justice in a state of anger or rage may very well fan the flames of conflict with others who don't share our perspective. Coming from a place of loving kindness will soften our attitudes and sharpen our skillfulness. These practices that we are doing can be a balm in these difficult times, even in the midst of the pandemic and the unrest in our nation's streets. We can continue to train our hearts and minds. Meta meditation is not a magical spell we can cast on the population of the US to produce a state of utopian bliss. It is not a cure-all for oppression and the unequal distribution of power and privilege. Meta meditation doesn't work like that. A century ago, the author and historian Edward Everett Hale said something that still resonates. I am only one, but still I am one. I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. And because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do something that I can do. And so I end this morning with a question. What will you do to create path of heart that leads to genuine inclusivity. The meditation practices we have been doing are about being determined, courageous, and patient in purifying our own heart and mind. When you practice goodwill, you remove fear and negative reactivity from your own heart, from your own mind. For starters, that is something that we can all do. Please take care of yourself. Meditation can help you to diffuse stress and experience greater 
calm. It can also broaden your perspective and deepen your courage to act for the benefit of all sentient beings. I wish you well in the coming weeks. Please practice. In the words of Chade Meng Tan of Google, practice as if your life depends on it, as if all our lives depend on it. And please take very good care of yourself.